So, you've decided you want more out of your life. More than the 9 to 5. More than paycheck to paycheck. More than lifelong debt. But that leaves questions. Where do I go from here? What can I do without any money, connections, or experience? My goal is to not only provide you with answers to those questions, but also to motivate people in an authentic way, mentor people who don't have mentors, give back, and hear some inspiring stories along the way. If you're not going to show people what's possible, who is? My name is Aaron Eiler, and this is Ground Zero. All right, and we are recording. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode three of Dream Chasers Ground Zero. We have Christopher Nelson with us today. He's going to provide a nice, original, um, let me think, sort of approach to the things we've talked about so far. So I'm really excited to get into it. Christopher, why don't you just kind of tell us what Ground Zero was like for you and, you know, some of the skills that you've had to learn along the way to get you from where that was to where you are now. Excellent. No, thanks so much for the invitation. Aaron, so happy to be here and be able to say that we can all do this. So interestingly enough, I can actually think back in, in my 20 plus year career, and I actually had two ground zeros. So ground zero number one was the day, or wasn't the day that I left school. I actually graduated from college in the summer of 2001. Hopes were high. I already had a job planned. And then what happened is 9-11 happened. And that job that I was going to was actually canceled. It was actually the start date was pushed back by six months. I didn't really know what to do. So at that point, I mean, for me, that particular ground zero was a couple of things. It was going to hustle mode, which was, you know, figuring out how to get some income. I did a lot of different odd jobs. But the other thing that I did was I held out for that particular job because I knew that it was going to train me for the future. It was a, a job with a company called Accenture, which is a technical consulting company, which really allowed me to build a broad set of skills in the technology uh, arena that then I was able to transition to other things. The second ground zero happened in 2009. In 2009, what happened is I'd had, had been having a successful career at Accenture. I started a side hustle because I wanted to invest in real estate. So a friend of mine and I, we started some juice and smoothie bars in Tucson, Arizona, because we thought, hey, once we get this side hustle happening, we can actually invest in real estate. At the same time, the, the job that had provided me so much, I was feeling incredibly burnt out and I actually felt like I couldn't talk to my mentors. I felt like I could not talk to the people that were closest around me because I, I felt almost a little shame in being burned out. So what happened? Two monumental things happened. Number one is the Great Recession. The Great Recession came and our businesses that had tremendous cash flow turned out to be over leveraged. So when the Great Recession came, all of a sudden those businesses were wiped out and my buddy and I found ourselves broke. The second thing that happened was I made a decision to do a job change because of the fact that I wasn't really addressing the, the burnout that I had instead of moving towards a job that I was actually really planning on or really thought about, I made an emotional move. So in 2010, I found myself broke and I found myself working for a bad boss and nursing an ulcer, which to me is my ground zero number two. Here's the good news. The good news is out of both of those experiences, 
I actually found, you know, a set of skills that I could apply to both of them that actually helped me navigate out. Awesome. I mean, and that's, re- that's really powerful in itself. You touched on a really, a lot of great things there alone. I mean, burnout is a very real thing. I mean, and it can catch you off guard at the most unopportune times. I mean, and it's just, and it's definitely one of the most difficult things when you really decide that you did really want to move. I mean, and you want, you know, things to happen so quickly that, you know, it's very easy to burn out quickly, but you have to be able to kind of visualize that goal at the end. Um, so um, just kind of what were some of the things you were thinking during those times? You know, how did you kind of keep yourself going? That's a great question. I mean, because I think in both times, right, there were, the, there were these highs, this, this, these highs and these visions, and then all of a sudden it becomes a low very quickly. And I think in both of those things, Number one is I always take a step back and just think, you know, get grateful for the things that I do have. You know, I had my health. I had food on the table, had a roof over my head. Like I got back to basics. Like I am okay. I'm physically okay. That's how I got grounded. Number one. Number two is I found a lot of support. Like I think when you go through those lows, having people that can provide emotional support for you during that time is really important because we're going through emotional lows. And then I think the third thing is, is being kind to ourselves. I think it's really easy. And I know for myself, I have, you know, big goals, big visions for where, what I want to do, you know, while I'm on this planet. And so sometimes being kind to myself and saying, okay, wait, you know what? I need to be okay with the fact that I tried something I was in, I was doing something and then I, I failed. Right. And I think I always remember somebody when I was in college said, I'd much rather be a, you know, swing and a miss than somebody who never got up to the plate. Right. And so those are things that I remind myself, but one of the biggest tools that came out of both of those. And I think it's something that we don't do is that when we walk away from a negative event, from a ground zero, we get to a ground zero because it happens, right? It happened to me where I started at ground zero. I, I went to a plateau or I went to a peak and then I went back to ground zero. When we're in ground zero, it is so important that we reflect and we distill out the lessons learned. And I didn't learn this until the second ground zero is the fact that when we go through these experiences we have to take a, an opportunity and look back at what happened and we have to put names and labels on our lessons learned because otherwise to me, the dangerous thing is we have these open threads that are going in our heads like, oh, you failed oh, you messed up, which can easily turn into I'm a failure, which those are very, very difficult. The reality is if we apply the principle that we either win or we learn, we need to document those lessons learned and really understand how to put a name on them. Because then when we have that thought, it's like, yep, I went through that, but I learned a lesson. I learned not to over leverage my business. I learned not to make an emotional decision when, when I'm choosing the company to work for. I learned that working for equity in technology startups companies is one of the most powerful things that you can do to build personal wealth. Those are critical things that I learned. Awesome. I mean, and that, that is, I mean, as, as you said, monumental, I mean, that just adopting that mindset of, you know, even a failure in a sense is a win. You have to be able to realize that, you know, just being able to take something away from that 
situation, whatever, you know, situation you were in, being able to take that lesson that you learned and like you said, put it down. So you absolutely remember and you actually process that whatever lesson it was so that you can implement that and not repeat it. So just kind of going off of that. um, I mean, what was, what would you say is one of the lessons that, you know, you learned from one of those quote unquote failures that has, you know, helped you to adopt the mindset that you have today and, you know, paved the way for you to become something even greater. It's a great question. I think, you know, one of, one of the big lessons that I learned is that especially in, in business, you know, whether that's who you're going to work for, whether that's who you're going to partner with, don't make emotional decisions, right? Write down and have a very real criteria. If you're going to partner with somebody and you're thinking about the result that they can provide. So you want somebody to build you a web page. You want somebody to write some marketing copy. Copy. You need to look at the results that they've produced. You need to look at their track record. You want to talk to people that have worked with them before. It is so important that we don't make emotional decisions when we're in business, that we have some type of framework or some type of criteria. And as simple as that sounds, Sometimes it's the hardest thing to do, but I found that that's, that's one of the things. The other thing is to always try and find, you know, mentors. Mentors to me have become essentially a goldmine in everything that I've done because we can quickly learn from mentors how to navigate some of the paths and really listen and write down their lessons learned because there truly is an opportunity where we don't have to make some mistakes that others have made. And also in that relationship, we can also seek advice when we're making large decisions. We can have some people with been there, done that experience that can help guide us along the way. Absolutely. I, I cannot vouch enough for mentors. I mean, if it, if it wasn't for my mentor, Adam, I wouldn't be here doing this today. I mean, and, right. that's, and that's one of the many things that, you know, he's provided, you know, to me just along the way. So like I said, I cannot vouch enough. For mentors, um, why don't we shift gears a little bit, and um, why don't we talk about that the mindset that you and I discussed a little bit before we hit record here today? Just um, the way that possibly someone in a position such as me, you know, a college student or just fresh out of college or something, you know, either looking for a new position, not exactly knowing what they're going to do, just talk a little bit about that mindset that they could adopt early to you know help them progress their wealth, you know, sooner rather than later. Great. So. You know, in, in, a, in a book, and so I'm writing a book right now that looking to have it published in the summer of 2021, which is my story. It's called From No Do to IPO. So it was after, you know, my second ground zero, where while I had been working in technology and I'd been getting a small amount of equity for the company that I worked for that had done very well, actually, I didn't really understand how to go to work for equity. So after the second ground zero, you know, here, here I was, you know, in my, in my late thirties and I really wanted to figure out how do I get it all back? Like I lost it all and I was feeling incredibly behind. And so I was truly at a ground zero is I realized that when we go to work for equity and technology companies, so you can think about Facebook, Google, and it doesn't, and I'm not talking about just early stage startup companies. I'm talking about some larger public companies where you can go get an entry-level position and start getting equity. When we work for these companies, we're not just on, uh, 
you know, a simple career compensation track, it's like compound interest. We're compounding our career earnings. So if we're able to get to the point where we're not just earning our salary, but we're also earning equity that's growing at the same time, we then have the ability to quickly, you know, get for the hours worked, we can either 2X it, 3X it, or even 10X it. And so this is really where what I implore college students today is to do a couple of things. Number one is find out where you can get skills that are relevant to technology companies. I would look at some of the larger consulting firms. I know that Accenture, Deloitte, even uh, PwC, some of these larger tech, these larger tech consulting companies, you know, you work for them for two or three years, you will get a set of skills that's super valuable at technology companies. But when you go to work for equity, this is where, you know, it's not written in Robert Kiyosaki's book, but this is where you get to leverage this concept that I call Kiyosaki's bridge, where you're an employee in, in his quadrant one, but then you're also an owner. You get to cross and you get to be both. And this is where you get to be career compounding. So let me tell you a story. When, when I was working at a company called Splunk that, you know, I, I, I went through this company. It's the second one here on my list where I went to work for them in 2011. So this was right after coming out of my ground zero. I created this methodology of where I study these companies like stocks. I went to work for this company, got equity compensation. And within two years, I went through a multiple seven figure IPO. Okay. So I went from ground zero to multiple seven figures in two years by applying this program. And when I was working at this company, uh, I remember we, it was intern season. And so at intern season, you know, we get all these applications from everybody. And a lot of them have, you know, different technical skills. A lot of them have, maybe they've done some marketing skills and they've usually have had some other type of work experience. I had one of my employees come into me and say, you have to meet this guy. He is phenomenal. We were looking for a project manager and a project manager at a startup company is not just somebody who, you know, comes in and, and has a, a checkboard and is checking things off, but they have to go build trust quickly with people. They have to drive issues. So they have to sometimes bring, you know, bad news, uncomfortable news, and they have to really own and drive projects to get them done. Well, sitting across from me turned out to be this gentleman who, you know, his work experience was he's the president of his fraternity. And I was just thinking to myself, I made a snap judgment. I said, wait a second, I don't think this is going to work out. But I mean, this was the skill that this person had brought to the table. And within this 45 minute interview, he had walked me through how, you know, speaking in my language that he had had to handle risk. When they were having parties at the house, he had to manage risk of making guys sure guys didn't get too drunk. He had to go and manage, you know, difficult conversations when they were at, you know, if they had to go before the school board because they were having challenges. He was also then, you know, having to go collect rent from people. Like he walked me through very clearly how what he did mapped to what we needed with incredible accuracy. Needless to say, he got the internship. Two years later, he got a full-time job and he came to work right out of school. He did have some school debt, but he started collecting RSUs at the company called Splunk that was about $50 a share. Now here we are seven years later and, and he's holding around eight to $900,000 of RSUs. He's paid off his school's debt, school debt. 
And this was somebody that happened right out of school to a company that was already public. So the reason that I tell you this is because you can do this. He didn't have a technical degree. He didn't. He had, I think it was, he had a business degree and he was the president of a fraternity. Like those were the two things. So this is where I want to make sure that everybody can and does have the opportunity to work for technology equity. It's out there. And if you have the mindset to always work for equity, you can really compound your career earnings and get somewhere fast. That's awesome. You know, and I really love the story that you just told, because I think it really shows that someone in, I mean, near my position, I'm a junior in college right now. I mean, and just anyone that I can, you know, relate to currently can relate to knowing, like, they probably know the president of the frats right around here, you know, like, and it's just like, and they don't even realize that they might be doing some of these things, but these are valuable skills. Sure. And I mean, whether you realize it or not, the way that you're applying them is actually valuable, you know, as long as you're doing it successfully, but it's, it's, it's just one of those things that I'm trying to expand upon with these messages is just that some of the skills that you use in daily life are more valuable than you think. And you don't even realize that you're doing them and that companies think they're valuable too. I mean, you're hundred percent like, and we sit here and we wonder like, Oh, how am I going to find a job? Well, think about what you're good at doing right now. Really? And the thing is, is think about the medium. So I think about you, Aaron, here you are a junior in college, you're kicking off a podcast. How many companies today are behind on podcasts or don't understand like you or don't have the wherewithal to be able to launch a podcast, you're beginning to understand, hey, if there's a low barrier of entry, you're going to get versed in how do you interview? How do you find people to interview? Huge, valuable skill. What if you could then go in, you know, I'm sure a lot of companies, they don't have the time or the effort sometimes to learn the new technology that you may be up on. You could be up on Clubhouse right now and you could walk into a company and say, hey, I would love to be able to work for your marketing department, help launch a podcast, help launch you know, a clubhouse and actually get your company a a bigger community and more followers. And I have some experience from doing that. To me, that is something that is valuable and you could trade that for equity. Absolutely. I mean, and I can, I can also vouch for my personal situation that since I started working with Adam, I mean, it started very low level. Like I would do more or less synopses of his podcast episodes. I would just say like Adam and such and such, you know, met today and talked about whatever it was, you know, and it started there. Well, then it kind of moved into more of like a video editing where I would kind of go back through those interviews and take little Mm. clips out uh, from those interviews of good, you know, just good quality content from those that he could repurpose on, you know, different platforms. And then from there, I mean, now like a lot of uh, like, either through interviews from connections with him or, you know, whatever it may be, you know, the more I tell people kind of the work that I do for him, the more people I've heard that are looking for that. I mean, right. and, and to me, it just seems so simple. I was like, you know, like Adam more or less told me like, Hey, here's kind of what I want you to do. You can go to YouTube, find a couple of tutorials, learn how to do it. I mean, it might've took me a couple hours, you know what I mean? Yep. Then you go through and you try it a few times. I mean, it, within a few days, you're pretty good at it. I mean, and obviously you get even better at it, but like, right. But then like, you realize that there's like a demand for that. Like, I mean, I can tell you that even just in, I mean, I've been doing it since December, but um, just like, since then I've met numerous people that have told me that they're looking for that same thing that, I mean, they, they could use somebody that has those skills. I mean, and to me, I can tell you, like, it wasn't very difficult 
to <laughs> learn them. You know, like I will say that there's some technicalities to it, you know, but like it's right? not it's not something that has a high barrier to entry. I mean, and it's something that all you really have to do is put the time into it. I mean, and you have a valuable skill that, you know, someone thinks is valuable. Like you might have to do a little bit digging to find those people, but still, I mean, you're already building valuable skills. And you don't even know it. A hundred percent. And the reality is, is then if you, if you focus on, you know, the people that you're helping and you're focusing on their network, right? What, what a great way to then go in and continue to help broaden your own network working for, you know, other influencers or, or other people that are experts in different areas. That's where then you can really start finding very interesting opportunities where, you know, I think the way that business is operating today in a lot of these, whether you want to call them online businesses or other things, I think to your point, Aaron, once you have an understanding of building some skills, you know, a little bit of hustle, you know, which to me is really, how do you meet people? How do you respond very quickly? How do you ensure that you're engaging people? That can truly then open doors that you never thought were possible. Absolutely. Well, I do believe it is about time to wind it down. I know you have a full slate today. So um, in closing, I'll just ask, do you have any resources or books that you would recommend to, you know, just young contenders striving for success, looking for that little leg up on their competitors? And to go with that, what is the best way for any young entrepreneur or, you know, just young professional to follow up and get in touch with you? Great. Uh, you know, my, my website is WealthWord. So that's moving you towards wealth, W-E-A-L-T-H-W-A-R-D, wealthword.com. There's a contact me link there. Please feel free to fill out a form. I'm happy to, to take a call and understand how I can help. And quite honestly, you know, the best book that I would advise to anybody starting out, it's, it's uh, by a guy I really like. His name is Cal Newport. It's called So Good They Can't Ignore You. And to me, it's super interesting because when I left school, I was pursuing my passion. I thought that I wanted to be a software engineer. So I worked all, you know, four years of college trying to become a software engineer. My first internship, I, I like, I hated it. Like, I, I just couldn't stand it. And I was really almost, again, that was like a mini ground zero. I mean, what am I going to do? And I actually found somebody who helped me then retool, you know, that's why I went into technical consulting because I solved difficult technical problems with people focused on business. So I was able to then find that. But what he focuses you on here is don't pursue, like the passion comes later, focus on building skills. You know, it's just like what you said, Aaron, like you now are providing services, you're building skills, focus on building those skills and the passion will come. But this book, I think it's great for anybody just starting out. Absolutely. I know, um, at least in my endeavors so far, that I've, I've heard that one a few times. It's definitely on my list, and I, and I need to get to it soon. But <laughs> i got to get through the ones I'm in right now. Um, yeah, of course. But yeah, so thank you again, Christopher. Um, I really appreciate you, come, appreciate you coming on. I really think we shared some valuable stuff to our listeners here today. Um, do you have any closing remarks you'd like to add before we close it out? I think the closing remark is, you know, it truly is, you know, darkest just before the dawn, right? I mean, I think that I, I have had, you know, a couple large events in my life that I spoke about today that really took me to my knees where I had to dust myself off and find a new direction. And I think the most important thing is to understand is that there is hope. You can do this. Seek others, you know, seek help. 
but then also, you know, believe and, and trust in yourself because there is a way that every ground zero, there's a way to get back up. And sometimes like in my second ground zero, my recovery time was two years. So it was a lot quicker. So just remember that, that if we're focused on our lessons learned, we can really shorten that recovery time. Absolutely. So um, as I said, thank you again, Christopher. I can't thank you enough for coming on and sharing your story and all these valuable nuggets for, you know, these young professionals to take away from today. Um, always remember to the listeners out there that this is ground zero and there's nowhere to go from here, but up. Thanks again, Christopher. You're very welcome.